Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Hunter. I'm alive! Oh, I was really hoping you were going to do the uh, I'm Alive song from Xanadu. Have you seen that movie oh, with, uh, with, Olivia, with Olivia Newton-John? And, it's been a minute. <laughs> and, and the guy from Megaforce? I don't know his actual name. I just know him as the guy from the Warriors and Megaforce. Uh, but there is an ELO song on that soundtrack called I'm Alive. It's a great soundtrack. Wow. I'm alive, I'm here, and I'm not wearing any pants. So. Yay! Uh, also joining us is your co-host, uh, Spaz. Hello. Uh, we're doing this a little different than usual, because usually when we have an overseas guest, we do a show at 6 uh, a.m. Pacific time, so it's like the middle of the afternoon uh, overseas. But our guest this week... Uh, is in Poland, and he requested we do something a little later. So it's noon Pacific time, so it makes it about 9 p.m. over there in Poland right now, roughly? Yep. Uh, joining us all the way from Poland uh, is Paul, I hope I say this right, Dawelski. Dawelski? Yeah, great. Oh, great. Uh, the developer of Orbital Racer, which is kind of one of my current obsessions right now. So I am giddy to talk to you, Paul, about this. Yeah, um, amazing game. Now, folks, if you don't know what Orbital Racer is, let me paint a picture for you. Basically, let's say you took the ring course from X-Wing, TIE Fighter, um, Inter- uh, Independence War, what have you, and fleshed it out to make a whole racing game out of it with single races and championships and uh, two insanely different flight modes. <laughs> That's in a nutshell, did I would, would that be a good descriptor for it? Do you think, Paul? Yeah, it's great. Uh, actually, it's uh, interesting because uh, when I was usually playing Space Sims, this uh, tutorial section when you have to fly around the rings, for me, it's usually the most boring part of the of the of, of the Space Sim. But I thought it would be interesting to you know make make something interesting of this boring section. Right, because it's interesting. Like, not many space games have broached racing. I think Freelancer had a racing level or two, uh, and I know uh, the Evercron games have racing missions, but I think that's it. So it's, it's kind of interesting that I don't really think this has been done before. Has it? I, I mean, do you know of any other examples? Is anyone? Uh, some guy on Steam actually uh, posted a game that was. About similar, but uh, I don't remember the name at this moment. Wow, I've never heard of it. <laughs> so yeah, it I'll, was some old game. Huh. I'll have to see if I can find that because I do not remember a space-focused racing game. But um, your game has—it's almost two games in one, really. Because I've there, uh, folks. If you don't know, there are basically two ways you can play this game. Well, four really, but there are two flight models. There's the arcade flight model, uh, which is much easier to fly. The ship does a lot of the work for you. The physics are a lot more forgiving, and there are power-ups as well, just like an arcade game. But there's also the simulator mode, which has its own... It, it's it's so much more detailed. It has, the, the HUD is different. It has its own... Uh, much more detailed flight school than the arcade mode does. The arcade kind of has just a much more bare bones training mode. This has like multiple flight school missions. Um, 
So it's it's almost two games in one. And I on the stream for what I what I what I recorded last night uh, on the stream was my first uh, tackle of the simulator mode, which is just crazy. <laughs> the yeah, fl- and what's interesting uh, is that for the about eighty percent of the development time, there was only the simulation mode. Oh, really? So what spurned the arcade mode then? Uh, complaints from testers that they don't, didn't understand what's going on all the time. <laughs> yeah, because... So they were... Sorry. Yeah, they were playing it for about, I don't know, eight months. They were testing it and they couldn't get a hang on it. So I thought that it would be better to implement some something more casual, something more easy to understand. Yeah, the way I've been playing it is like I've been playing arcade mode trying to get better at that and I have I have been getting a bit better so I figured once I get good at the arcade mode I I'll quote unquote graduate <laughs> up to uh <laughs> up to simulator mode cuz simulator mode is a whole different kettle of fish. Uh I mean Yeah, but uh, I made the transition I tried to make it, make the transition smooth so if you can uh, competently fly championships in in arcade that's uh, a bit similar to flying uh, in simulation mode for with the with the slower with the amateur class now a bunch of people i know are upset that your game is i'm just going to say the single player only i know a lot of people are like why well, should it be multiplayer but what i tell them and i want to ask you about this is that the ai is just ruthless i've only played with 3 three modes of the AI, but even at its, um, I'm not going to say dumbest, but uh, let's say least aggressive, it can still put up a pretty good challenge. But once you, uh, once you amp it up a couple levels, it, it'll bump you. It'll throw everything it has at you to throw you off. So how, how much, yeah. how much work went into making this AI so competitive? Well, actually I, you read on it from scratch, I think, three or four times to, because oh I wasn't god. satisfied with it. Oh my god. Why? Like, why? So, you know, like, I was ex- experimenting with different different ideas for it. And later on, when I discovered some, you know, new calculation, I got better at coding, then I made this final version. And also, I was uh, comparing the AI to, to my own flying. So as I as I got better and was beating the AI constantly, then I I always felt the need to improve it. So that's why it's it was constantly changing. But yeah, it was a lot of work and it it was challenging, but a lot of fun actually to to uh, program this. Does the AI does the would you say the AI surprises you now? Like even though you've got so many hours into your own game and you've built it from scratch. Three or four times, does it surprise you at all, even today? Yeah, sometimes on the on the highest difficulty, it can be, uh, it can pull off things that uh, I I couldn't even imagine doing. But things that still uh, work within the rules of the game. It's not cheating or anything. Yeah, yeah. The AI is using exactly the same uh, the same physics as you are. So you can actually, there was, for a long time I did it, I used it for testing. There was a code where you uh, put it and you give the control of your ship to the AI and it's flying just like you would. Can you do that 
can you still do that? I think there is a cheat code for that. So I would like to see that. <laughs> I'm very curious to see that. I'm insanely curious to see that. Are there cheats in the game? I wouldn't use them, but I'm just curious. Are there are there like other cheats in the game? Well, uh, not many actually. There are a few cheats for com- uh, for career modes to give you some money, or or actually to start the new career as much money as you want, or to uh, I first uh, made a few cheats to be able to set the amount of uh, laps and uh, rounds for each uh, for each race in career, but later on I implemented in the game, so it's. Not not a cheat anymore. But uh, there's that, and there's also the dimension cheat of uh, giving the control to the AI. I I I would like to try that if you could tell me that cheat code later. If you, if you don't want to release it publicly, because I would love to just watch. Uh, that brings me to another question. This game is, I think, dying for a replay mode or some kind of spectator mode. Is does it does it have that and I missed it or might that be implemented? No, I currently it doesn't have because it's not recording anything at the moment. But oh. uh yeah, I would love to to do that actually. It was on my on my list of things to do. But because so many so many uh, new things I had to add like uh near the end I, we've decided to me with the publisher, we decided to add a tutorial for the uh, action mode because at first it was just a few lines of text explaining everything. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's not yeah. enough. Then, that's not enough. <laughs> yeah, you can actually uh, what you can see when you start a, a new race that that window that. Explains everything. At first, that was everything that explained the the, the action mode. Oh no! Simulation mode has its yeah. The simulation mode has its own tutorial with four missions that uh, actually walk you through the the everything from flying the ship to to explaining the rules of the race. But with action mode, it was very simple at first. But you know, the publisher insisted on making another interactive tutorial, so I I did it. And that's why I, I I I couldn't I didn't have the time to implement any any replay features. Mm. Uh, is are any new features coming? Like uh, now that you're published and out of the way, is it? Are you mostly working on bug fixes? Are you working on new stuff? What's what has been taking up your days with this? Well, currently I I'm not developing new stuff for the game. I'm working fixes. I'm Working on a few uh, things in my, in my private life, I, I have a few things to, to do, and uh, so starting to work on the new game I'm making, but I cannot tell anything about it uh, so far uh, right now. So right now I I cannot promise any any new things for the for the game. Oh, unless I, was... I unless I have time for uh, unless I have some time in my in, in my spare time. Then I can play it because yeah, it's fun working on this game. So then uh, I can I can do something new. But uh, other than that, uh, uh, it it might take some time. That's fair. I mean, I would I would pay for DLC with new tracks, 
or maybe like a random track generator. I don't know how feasible that is, but like I haven't seen all the tracks and I love them, but you know, I want more, you know, I, I, I want more for this game. You know what I mean? This was such a super pleasant surprise. I have to admit. So I, w- I would love to see more. One thing I'm worried about, and I'm not sure if you're aware is the game is kind of hard to find on steam. Do you, do you know yeah, what's, I was actually going to yeah. ask that. Do you know what's going on with that? Like, if you do a search on Steam for Orbital Racer, it does not come up. Yeah, I know. I actually contacted the, the publisher about this, and they said that they're shuffling some accounts and doing some maintenance, basically. And it should be uh, in about, I don't know, a week or, or so, it should be back online. Oh, good. Because, I mean, you can find it. Yeah, you can find it if you – I think what Spaz was saying is you do a search for Google, you can find it like directly through that. But um, but yeah, on the site itself, it, it doesn't come up, which is frustrating because I want to – I'm trying to point more people to it. <laughs> yeah, it's actually worrying me a bit, but uh, it's it's actually with all the games from this publisher, it's uh, – they are – Currently, not not uh, visible in Steam search. Oh, so but it's it should, it should change uh, uh, pretty soon. Oh, so it's all the games from this particular publisher. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't know that could happen. That's freaking crazy. So, the, like, their whole catalog is basically almost unfindable right now. Yeah, you can find it in Google, but uh, not not on Steam. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that must be frustrating because you just released, like, yeah. about. Uh, three weeks ago, maybe about a month. Yeah, right? more or less. So yeah, for- actually, it's in a few days. It will be a month. And and how? I mean, the the reviews have been pretty good. But how how would you find how have you found the reception so far? Well, basically, uh, those who have played it uh, actually are very very positive about the game, but. At, Let's be honest, and not a lot of people have played it. So, yeah, that's what that's what hopefully this will help with. Because <laughs> trying to get the yeah, word out there, yeah. Because uh, I would, like I was saying, I would love to see this game see successful enough to warrant uh, more tracks, more features. Because I mean, the the two things I would love for this game are a replay mode and head tracking. And and I'm sure they're not the easiest things to implement, um, but like I would love to see this be successful to justify that kind of development time uh, to make those things happen. So uh, let's talk about the features of the game to get people interested. So right now you have about thirty tracks, right? Twenty seven, twenty eight. Twenty four exactly. Oh, twenty four. So two so dozen. It's it's, it, it's eight uh, locations and three tracks for each location. Okay, and uh, there are two ways to play the game. Basically, you have a full on career, uh, which has how many variants of the career? There's the amateur, and there's there's amateur, and what else? Uh, the career is actually uh, separate for simulation and action. But the difference oh. is basically just the same with uh, just just the flight model. Just so in in action you get power ups and in career you get upgrades for your ship. Right, so that's you, basically the main difference. Right, but you can also graduate to different levels of the career. Like there's the amateur level. Yeah, because went into the career, but after a year, if you if you're good enough, you get. Uh, 
you get invitations to 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 join the the next competition. So it's you start with the amateur, then you get to to uh, professional, which is slightly faster but more difficult ships. And then after uh, when you, I think, if you if you finish uh, third or or better, then you they are even more fast ships and uh, more more difficult. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can try all of them in in single race, actually. Yeah, which is nice. You can really set up any kind of race with any kind of track in uh, in the single race, which is really nice. It can give you like a taste of, oh, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I need to. to yeah, I actually, I, I don't like the idea of locking content in the game, especially in the in the racing title. So that's why I decided that yeah, in in, in single race you can have everything, and if you don't want to bother with career because I know some people just want to uh, jump in, fly around a bit and and, and log off and, uh, and they're not worried about the career and uh, all the other stuff then they can just choose a race uh, choose a track, choose a, choose a orbiter and just go Yeah, I really like that you have both options I, I must say I'm really enjoying the career though because it, like, it's really nice seeing my name rise up in the in the leaderboards, you know, as I as I slightly do better, uh, as I get more experience uh, flying these things, and uh, I think there are what nine orbiters in the game, nine ships. Yeah, yeah, there are, f- but uh, three of them are actually quite similar. So there are three sort of companies, three manufacturers, as uh-huh. I can say, and uh, both of those have a different ship for each class. And, and I gotta say, I love how much detail you've put into the cockpits of all these ships. They, I mean, it's it's super. I'm usually not a fan of cockpits. I usually like a, like a no cockpit forward view, you know, like say in Free Space Two or something. But for some reason here, they add they add enough to this. They they add something to the situational awareness that makes it easier to race. I think. Like I think I'd. I think I'd have a harder time if there was no car- cockpit as a frame of reference. Yeah, I think it's to do with the camera because uh, I made the camera respond to your movement, so just like your your head would do in the in the, in the real thing. Oh. So that can help. You can see if you move up, the the head goes down a bit, uh, left and right. Uh, I I actually think that uh, helps a little bit with you know. No, you're absolutely right. What's going on? No, you're absolutely right. I didn't even realize it's doing that. That's great. Yeah, because I tried to fly in the third-person mode, and I'm, while I'm glad you have that as an option who, for people who want it, I, it's not for me. <laughs> I need to be like in the ship, you know. But uh, I'm sure some people do better with the third-person mode. Yeah, yeah. Some people like third-person, but yeah, I, I myself too. I think it's easier to aim in in the first person. It totally is. Even though you have the same instrumentation and everything, I feel it feels a lot more. Uh, yeah, it feels a lot less stressed to aim for the next checkpoint in first person for some reason. Um, and, and I don't know about you, but I've noticed in racing games in general, I can't do the third person camera anyway. Like I focus too much on the car and not enough on the road in front of me. You know, so yeah, it depends on the game actually, but uh, mostly yeah, I I do it either uh, in cockpit or on the on the hood cam in, in yeah. the case of racing uh, game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no, not right now. 
my cat wants to get on my lap and I'm I'm busy. No, not right now. <laughs> so so you've been working on this for how long? Like before you released it, how long were you working on it? Well, I've been working on it for about uh, actually from beginning. It was about two years before I actually contacted the, the publisher. And but after hours, so, so after work, about two or three hours a day, something like that. And then about one and a half year of uh, full time. And um, so it's about. Yeah. Three or four years, but yeah, it's, That's, it's not. Uh, now, I have to say, you did something different than a lot of people are doing these days. You did not have an early access period. You uh, went straight to 1.0. Was that, a, was that a conscious choice? And if so, why did you skip early access? Because early access is a double-edged sword. It, it can be great, but it can also have problems. But uh, what led to you skipping it entirely? Well, I think early access is a great thing for uh, multiplayer titles. When uh-huh. you have single player, uh, basically when you do an early access, I notice it myself that people get burned out before the release. So you, you do the release and nobody's interested and interested anymore because they've already played it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, like I I love having access to early access games, but yeah, I I try to avoid them. Like I might play them a little bit especially if they're single player, like you said, and then I'll just shelve them until they're at 1.0 because I don't want to burn out on them before they're done. Yeah, I'm fine actually with early access in, in multiplayer titles because, you know, we can we can still play with other people, but uh, in single player, it's uh, it's a bit different. Right. I, there are a few games like, uh, I don't know, Darkest Dungeon was one. And, and at least I, 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 I wasn't even playing it, so I didn't even bother about it. And it, it's interesting because um, the gentleman who created Offworld Trading Company uh, was Soren Johnson. He said that because yeah. he because they did early access, they got all the marketing and the press for their early access release, and almost none at all for their final like 1.0 release. Yeah, that's that's got to be when you, when you look at the press, they they act about early access just like uh, they, they treat early access releases just like the, the, the regular ones. Yeah. So and if a new game get, gets out on early access, it gets all the press or the people are, to- people are talking about it. But then uh, it's when, when they actually release it, they, nobody's actually bothered except the, the fans for the game maybe. Yeah, that so... Yeah, that that's really a marketing like again double edged sword. <laughs> so I uh, can even look at the Elite Dangerous because uh, when when it released one point release, uh, it didn't get as much uh, as much uh, publicity as uh, as the early access uh, as when they entered early access. I hate to say this, but I'm really glad Jim isn't here because any mention of Elite Dangerous <laughs> just. So let me tell you about why I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, we we are like if if the, if they had um I think Jim said this, if they had basically done what you did with your game with that close if they had made a racing like game in Elite Dangerous instead of the close combat thing, I think more people would have played that honestly than whatever their close combat nonsense was. Um 
So it's kind of a shame they didn't have a similar idea than what you've had. Well, I actually would prefer if they do it as a part of their uh, open world and not a separate thing. Oh, that would that would be fun. Like you can go to stations and bet on games and maybe yeah, ha- yeah that especially fun. now that they have uh, planets. So you can race on the planet. Oh yeah, you know, so, yeah, SR- and- yeah, SRV racing. Why not? Oh my god. Yeah, see this is this is what happens when you start talking Elite Dangerous. Like there there's so many things they could do to make it an actual game. <laughs> and they're not. <laughs> you just came up with two great ideas right there. And they're not doing any of it. Oh, sorry folks. We we we're very disappointed around here. <laughs> we dangerous. Um but uh but yeah, no, I am. I am really happy that you you made this game because there need to be more like this. I mean, there aren't a lot of space like not just racing games, but games that don't involve aren't straight up combat. You know, so it, it is nice to have a game. Well, I guess there's some combat in the arcade mode with missiles and stuff, but that's not the point. <laughs> yeah, the combat is not the it's not the focus of the game. Yeah, exactly. It's to it's to get the other play. It's to get the other players behind you, not to kill them, basically. Um, yeah, that's why uh, that's why I didn't want any any points for 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 killing guys. So your job is not to is not to kill as many people as you as you as you can before finishing. It's just finishing it first. Right, and if that involves using a, I love that your game has mines. If that involves using a mine. To knock out a player for temporarily, so you can speed past them. That's great. <laughs> yeah, but the mines are actually uh, a double-edged sword. Oh, can you get caught up in a mine as well? Yeah, sure. Oh no, <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. And, uh, what's What's more fun? I I made the AI uh, drop the mines uh, at checkpoints. Oh, especially. That's- Especially EMP mine. So if if the enemy gets an EMP mine, uh, he will wait until he's at the checkpoint, then he will drop it. So the next guy gets blown away uh, before the turn. Son of a gun! <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing yeah, cause, that. <laughs> yeah, because that's that that's what the real player would do. Just not not drop the mine on the straight line. Because if if you drop an EMP mine on the straight line, the guy, the EMP will uh, restart before before the next turn. But if you do it on a turn, then he will just move away and he will have to come back. Now, now one th- I think my favorite thing about the game is are the courses that I've encountered so far. They're just really um, well-designed and, and very well-crafted. Like, I think there was another reviewer who longed for um, randomly generated courses, which I, that would be nice. But you yeah, can but there's a problem with random courses. Yeah, they they wouldn't be designed, as as, as you said. I I've actually the process of creating a track uh, is not just place some random checkpoints and they're uh, fitted with with other objects around them. It was actually uh, started with me designing the track in my head, and I I put the checkpoints in. Then I was I'd, I would fly around them for I don't know. A, an hour or two, then you know, uh, add someone, uh, place someone, uh, place one checkpoint somewhere, somewhere, somewhere else, and uh, adjust them so uh, so the flow of the track is good. 
Only then I would add uh, more stuff like uh, spectatorships and uh, drones and other things like that. And then I would run the AI on the track to see if they they don't uh, hit anything or if they can consider the track ready. So it's actually more much more complicated than just throwing checkpoints around. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, it seems like each checkpoint is designed to either uh, lure you into a false sense of security, oh, that one was easy, or to be like a real challenge with timing and engine usage and all that stuff. Because uh, drifting is super required in this game, and I am not great at drifting. <laughs> but yeah, That was basically the point. Yeah, and, and I like how you have the float mode, which is... Other games have had that where you uh, keep flying in one direction, but you point your ship in another, you can point your ship in any direction. Uh, that is like super integral. Yeah, yeah, it's very useful in the game. I actually, I specifically because mo- in most games it's just a toggle. You press the button and it turns on. Then you uh, press it again to turn it off. I I actually found that it's much more useful if you just. Uh, Make the the button hold the the the, the float mode and then uh, it releases when you release the button. Yeah, that is a lot more useful than yeah. Because when other games are like with the toggle, you have to remember to turn it back on, or else yeah. you'll be like flailing about uh, all over the place. One thing I wanted to compliment you on, by the way, is uh, the control setup for this game because um, not a lot of of games that I have because I I have a Hotus with three different devices. And not a lot of games could detect and use all three of those devices, like for everything. And yours can. So I wanted to thank. I wanted to personally thank you for that, um, because yeah, thanks. It's actually because I spend a lot of my time on flight sims, right? Like DCS on IL two and stuff like that. So uh, that's where my actually background comes from, playing games. So I wanted to to just. To emulate that thing other than just uh, other Unity games. You can definitely see um, something of a flight sim legacy in this game. Totally can. So I, I get that. And yeah, it's it's really nice to be able to like put both your both your arms and your legs into it. It just makes it that much more immersive. Yeah, it's it's actually really great if you have rudder pedals and stuff like that to yeah. fly. Exactly, I do have rudder pedals, and it really just adds. And I use that for roll, and you always want to. I always pitch up for the next gate, so it's like you're always rolling all the time. Like you're using everything, which is great, like all the time, which is what you should yeah, that, do. That, that's what I like about uh, simulations, actually, is that whether it's a car sim or, or a flight sim, is that you're not playing with keyboard and mouse or, or a controller. It's you're, you're using your actually uh, the real stuff like a joystick and uh, rudder pedals and throttle these, these or, or the keyboard uh, or the uh, steering wheel these are you know really real stuff that you, it gives you better feeling than just uh, controlling a guy with a mouse right but the nice thing about your game is if someone does want to use just a mouse and keyboard they can and from what I understand it's maybe even more challenging playing that way well, actually, some guys prefer to use it uh, than, than than even joysticks. Yeah, that's something I don't understand. Like, I know people <laughs> yeah, who, 
I know people who play Free Space 2 with a mouse and keyboard, and I'm like, why? I, I don't. I, they play Elite Dangerous with a mouse and keyboard. I tried it. I couldn't do it. I, I could not. My brain just would not wrap around that. <laughs> I needed the freaking joystick. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was actually basing my uh, mouse control on uh, War Thunder because, yeah, the, the guys were testing it with the previous system that you just move the mouse and it, it uh, emulated the joystick. But uh, a lot of testers found that uh, unintuitive, so so I decided to, to add this uh, cursor on the on the screen when you move the mouse so that the ship is actually, you're not actually controlling the ship, you're just telling the AI where, where you want to point, point the, the, the ship. Ah, uh, yeah, I think a few other uh, flights use a similar model. Like, I think uh, Evercron does that for its uh, mouse yeah, mode. Because it works. It's like a very simple... Um, yeah, it's, it's very good to aim because you don't, you don't have to worry about... Uh, Movement, or if you move the the mouse too far up, then uh, you have to put it down again. And different different sims try try different approaches, but I found that this this cursor and the ship following the cursor is actually the the, the best one. Yeah, I mean it's a little freelancery, which I think is why it works. Because freelancer, I think, still had one of the best mouse control schemes like ever. <laughs> That a lot of people yeah, have tried and, to emulate. And also, you know, not, not many people have joysticks right now, so... But it seems like more that, people that are getting them. Suicide, then. It, it seems like more people yeah, because, are getting them, though, which is great. Yeah, because playing with joystick is fun, but, you know, for, for, some, for some reason, people stopped using them, and now they perhaps they're just realizing uh, how good it is. Yeah, I blame consoles for a lot of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I blame consoles back in the late '90s and early 2000s for kind of killing that sort of thing for a while. Um, yeah, perhaps. But uh, you know, if you have a if if you have a gamepad, a simple controller, you can do everything that you need a joystick for. I mean, the simple joystick, and then you can play. I don't know, a third-person shooter. Then. Right, and uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, um, God, I've totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you can play this with a gamepad as well. You just brought up a gamepad. You can play this with a gamepad as well if, if you wanted to, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I can't imagine trying that. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess it's nice if you want to. It's, it's doable. If, if if you get used to it, then, yeah, it's, it's, it's doable. Oh, I was going to say, I've noticed more people, like, on forums I'm on and whatnot, buying joysticks for their Xbox Ones so they can play Elite with it and and whatnot. So I'm noticing people getting less expensive uh, HOTA systems, like from um, uh, from Thrustmaster. They have that, like, $50, $60 one. That one seems popular. Um, I think they have a slightly more expensive one that also seems very popular. So I think joysticks are slowly making a comeback. But, yeah, they don't have the... Um, the spread that the mouse or the gamepad does clearly. So it is nice that you've made your game adaptable to all these systems. Yeah. I actually had to buy a controller to, to, to just test my game. <laughs> really? 
That's yeah, because I, I don't use controllers normally, but uh, I, I decided that, you know, in these days, any game that comes out, it, it has to have a controller support. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I had to do it. So I just bought a controller and uh, yeah, that's why I could uh, implement it. Yeah, I didn't have a controller f- until about two years ago. I never used them. And then it was European Truck Simulator 2. <laughs> That finally convinced me to get a controller because <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible driving those things with a keyboard and a mouse. It was yeah, absolutely awful. I I <laughs> so I'm like, fine. You, I'll just, you could always just get like a get a wheel. I don't have the. I don't but have the. Yeah, sp- but you, you got to get like a big wheel, you know. And I, yeah. yeah, I don't have the space for a wheel, like at all. And then you got to get like a big chain that you just hang above your head. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a wireless wheel like for the Xbox 360 and it's not that great, which is a shame because I don't have room for, you know, they have those wheels that you like mount on the desk, you know? Yeah, yeah I have that one. Thank yeah. I, I wish I had the space for that, but I don't, or I would have one. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to do like what uh, Barnacles did. And you just like make a rig that like you just slide into place whenever you want to do like a like a racing sim or a driving sim, and then you just like slide it off into a corner or something. I actually already have a big a rig for my 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 Hodus, and it's yeah, but, it's but so big. Different. I guess that's true. I guess I could probably get something that would slip between the big wooden thing for the Hodus that might have a wheel. That's not a god. Yeah, damn. actually, me with my wheel, I just. Keep it uh, generally in, in in some shell and, or some somewhere else. And if I want to play some racing game, I just put it on the desk, and that's it. It takes about I don't know five minutes to set it up, and then I'm ready. You know, Hunter, I think they actually have these standalone things that just sit on the floor that you can attach a wheel to. That now I'm going to look into. God darn it! <laughs> You're welcome. Damn. It. Yeah, some of them are actually uh, they they have their own uh, chairs with them. You know, if you get all these things, though, Brian, I expect nothing less than pictures of you driving. <laughs> I wonder if I could use the, my existing pedals for um, for a driving game. I probably could, huh? Probably. Well, possibly, yeah. Oh man, that'd be crazy. If yeah, I had a if wheel you just need pedals. two pedals, then yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, I have a I have a CH I have CH pedal Pro pedals. They're great. But yeah, they do the they do the 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 slide and the the um the push thing. So yeah, I guess they could be for a driving game. Oh no, <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> oh, damn it! I wish you guys hadn't have told me that because <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, on the other hand, most most wheels have the come with the pedals. At least the good ones. Ah, oh, that's true. That's true. And I, I wonder if you can just get a wheel by itself. Logitech wheels are the wheels to get, I'm told, right? Those are the good ones? I actually have a Logitech. Yeah. It's, it's pretty old. I, I bought a used G, G25, I think. And, yeah, it's it's a bit loud when you when it's force feedback, but, uh, yeah, it, it works still. So do you play... It has, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say that it has free pedals and and uh, actual shifters, so yeah, it's it's really good. Do, do you play a lot of actual like terrestrial racing games? 
Uh, when I have time, I play a bit, uh, you know, dirt rally and uh, mostly rally games, actually. It's it's funny you bring that up. I tried playing dirt rally, and I'm I'm terrible at it. I, I'm I'm terrible at it. So I actually bought Richard Burns Rally for for <laughs> for yeah. because it because it has this extensive driving school. It has an extensive rally school in it that teaches you. Yeah, how to but compared to Richard Burns Dirt Rally, it's like an arcade game. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, then maybe if I get good at Richard Burns Rally, I'll be like, Dirt Rally's great. <laughs> but but don't use a keyboard with it, because uh, these games actually, especially uh, Richard Burns and, and, and Dirt Rally, they, they need a steering wheel with a force feedback. Oh, maybe that's why I'm terrible with a gamepad, because, like, they need a wheel. Uh. I think there are some... Uh, Assists that will help you fly, uh, drive with uh, with a controller on dirt rally, but with Richard Burns, I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> Do you play like anti grav racers, like F Zero or uh, Red Out at all? No, not really. Actually, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get into them. That's totally fair. <laughs> They're a lot of fun, but yeah, it's totally fair. Um, but I really, I really like that. Again, your game has the arcade mode because that's kind of where I am on the realism spectrum of racing games. Like I lean more toward the dirts and the <laughs> and uh, the the burnouts <laughs> and the the Need for Speeds more than um, I don't know. Andrew, what's that one? Andrew Carsetto or whatever that is. That really super realistic yeah, I, one. I, I said the Corsa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, apparently those that that's like for the real racers, <laughs> the ones that want like super realism, which I do not. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, I I like realism because it, there's a lot of depth to it. With with most arcade games, they're they're very very shallow. They're, 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 you can get 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 to grips with the controls very easy, and there's there's nothing there's very little to learn about them. Yeah, like with your game, I tried, I think I did two of the simulator um, flight school missions, and then I tried one race in simulator mode, and I was god-awful. Like, I had, like I clearly hadn't done all the missions, so I wasn't fully trained, but yeah, I'm st- apparently not using everything I need to. Like, I wasn't using the thrusters, you know, and stuff like that, uh, which apparently is very important. Um, well, actually, not not really. <laughs> oh, Really? Yeah, you don't need to use any other controls than you're you're doing with uh, an arcade race. You just do it differently. Okay. So, like most guys, when they try simulation, they uh, use the acceleration too much. That's why it, they, that's why I bound it with mouse and keyboard to left mouse button instead of the the, the usual W because you're using it more like a, a, like shooting in FPS games. So it just Oh, uh, small clicks. So is that what you should do in the simulator mode? Like not go full on burn, but like small adjustments yeah. here and there. Oh, really? Okay, that kind of makes sense. You think I would know this? <laughs> yeah, if you, if, you, if you finish the the tutorials, actually in the in the third lesson in the third lesson they they, they they teach you how to control speed. So if you just did first and second, then yeah, it's, yeah, uh, I have not gotten there it's yet. Understandable. <laughs> 
Yes, I've not gotten there yet, but I really like how detailed, by the way, those flight school missions are. Uh, if you folks, if you haven't played them, they're fully voiced, fully interactive. You are in. It seems to be like a special ship that you don't actually race with, but it seems like a trainer ship, like with a with a side by side, and you can't see the guy next to you. But there's, it feels like a zero. Actually, like, you can. Oh, you can. Is there a look thing? Yeah, there's, there's a look thing. There's a, I forgot about the look a thing. Pre-look button, and if you push it, you're, you're using controls to control the camera and see the guy next to you. Darn. I didn't even think of that. Because I, I played a good 20, 30 minutes of that yesterday to record the video for this stream today, and I didn't even think of the pre-look mode. I've, I don't think I've ever used it because I'm too focused on, like, what's in front of me <laughs> to, like, look around, like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I really like, and also in the arcade mode, how you have um, not only like missiles you can fire, but you also have uh, countermeasures. Because it's it's really tense to hear that missile getting closer, and you're just popping off countermeasures as the day is long <laughs> to try and to try and uh, flake it out. Yeah, but it would be really unfair without them. Oh no, I agree. I just I really like that. So when you um, so when you decided to have the arcade mode, were weapons a natural? Uh, next step, or did someone suggest that to you? How did weapons come into play? Well, actually, I really tried to make the arcade mode interesting without weapons, but uh, I think that uh, it it wasn't as tense uh, without them. And I was really afraid that this game would not be just uh, flying from point A to B and uh, for, for for five minutes, but because you know that's boring. And so if I if I if I couldn't find anything other than than weapons, I first started with boost, but uh, boost alone was uh, not enough. So then I just decided that yeah, it's it, it has to it has to have weapons to to make it more interesting, more more tense. Right, and, and it really does because it's really it's really funny to see someone shoot a missile at another player and to see them just go spinning out. I gotta say that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because AI shoot themselves too, which is great. I mean, it's 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 kill or be killed, but it's really great to see the AI not just because I'm sure you've played racing games where it feels like the AI is just gunning for you, you know, and they're not gun- they're not trying to knock each other out. They're just they're just trying to take you out, and that doesn't feel as fun. You know, yeah, because you know, some some games they just design AI to be centered around the player, so you're not feeling like you're part of the the competition. You feel like everything is around you, everything depends on you. But I I really tried for for my game to when you're racing, you you feel like uh, even though you know they are they are AI, I wanted to make them feel like they are actually real real races. And it does. So they will shoot each other and, you know, uh, sometimes uh, knock each other out of the of the race and, you know, act like uh, act like humans, actually. Yeah. And it really does feel like you're you're I mean, it makes the races feel more satisfying, especially if you win that that you that you're against, um, you know, you're against all these viable opponents. It's not just rubber banding AI that just follows you, you know? I mean, they really feel like serious competition when you turn the AI up, which is really yeah, nice. Yeah, but, you know, the downside is that first, if you're, uh, if you're good, then you can fly circles around them and they, they won't catch up with you if, if you set the difficulty low because uh, 
yeah, I, there, there is no rubber bonding or stuff like that. And the other thing is that if they're not centered out around you, then they're all doing their own stuff. You can end up being killed before the finish race. Which has happened. Um, but I, I really do. I mean, there was a point where I got to a point where I was winning races with like a 12 second lead. So I was, cause they would get in all these scrapes and I m- apparently missed them, you know, and so I'd be way ahead of everyone. So when I turned the AI up, it was a much harder challenge because when you're using the whole HOTUS, these races can be exhausting. <laughs> they really, really can be, but that's what you want, right? That's what you want. You want this, you want that thrill. You want that. Well, I was aiming for the game to be to be mostly tense because I, oh, yeah. I didn't want it to be calm and you know oh, no. relaxing experience. I think that's why I've never looked around because I'm like I don't have a second to look around. <laughs> I just have to keep freaking moving toward the next checkpoint. <laughs> yeah, because you know that that's what you, the, at least what I think that's what you want from racing games. You're not playing racing games to be relaxed. You're you're racing for the adrenaline, or, you know to to feel some tension and that's that's what I think is good about racing games yeah and I I would love it if this was successful enough to spurn more space racing games because this is really as we were saying earlier just such a it just seems so obvious when you start playing it like yeah there should be more of these you know it's this like spaceships racing in space why not you know I mean it, it seems like yeah, the, it's I, I think it is interesting, but it's not uh, uh, popular enough to, to 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 gain a following. That's uh, uh, to gain a bigger bigger following. Probably because it's you, you. You got full six degrees of freedom, three dimensions. It's uh, definitely more challenging than a terrestrial racing game. Yeah, but again, if you fly in uh, in action mode, it's not it's not the flying itself is actually not that that difficult. I think it's just that you know, if you want to make game uh, uh, successful, you need to not only make it interesting; you need to make it uh, popular. Because you know, if you if you do interesting thing about not popular f- uh, topics, then uh, it may not get the the attention uh, that that you want. Yeah. So. Um... Now that you've made this one, um, given what you know about the genre and everything, do you see any kind of sequel or any kind of any kind of follow up to this at all? Well, to be honest, uh, it might be difficult, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, being hard to find on Steam isn't helping. But um, yeah, but that's just temporary. But right. on the on the bigger scale, to to make uh, a game, you need, you you need to show, for example, if you want to to make the game with the publisher, you need to you need to show him that there is a potential that people might buy this. And uh, if you've already done it and uh, it uh, it wasn't a, a great success, then it might be more difficult than than doing a, a new topic. That's fair. Can you tell us at least what the topic of your next game is going to be? Can you give us like a hint? <laughs> I can say that it's not space related. Darn! Darn, darn, darny so darn. Your track record's really good in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah, but my track record is one game, so it's not big actually. <laughs> but it's a great well, game. 
Will there will there ever 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 be any potential like sequels to this game? I don't know. I I would like to to make something else, but uh, so far it's 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 not promising actually. Uh. You know, maybe something with like multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I like I like it the way it is though. I really do. I think I think this is a great game. Yeah, it, yeah. It I would really love is. to add a multiplayer, but the problem with multiplayer is that uh, you need players actually to 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 enjoy it. So if I would spend another month making a multiplayer, and then I there would be I don't know two or three players playing it uh, at the same time, then it's actually not worth it. It's a lot of wasted yeah. development time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, it's well. I, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this about that. Okay. If you got enough response from people buying it to play the single player game, would you consider adding it later if it seemed like there was enough? Yeah, sure. Interesting. The campaign will begin. I mean, yeah, that was that was basically our plan. If uh, to release the game in the current state, and then if people will pick up on it and they will start uh, asking about multiplayer. And if we can see that there is uh, enough people willing to to play it on multiplayer, then then yeah, sure, we can we can make a multiplayer module and uh, upgrade the game with with uh, multiplayer. Oh, one option might be that as your as your Steam friends will go through their own races, they can maybe save a replay, send it to you, and then you try to compete with their time. Like a Not ghost? necessarily leaderboard, yeah, but like but it would ghost? be like a ghost mode. Yeah, then yeah, that's, that's, that's actually something. easier to 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 do than uh, straight up multiplayer. But yeah, I still think if I am going to do it, it will be in my free time. So it might it might take some time to to, to do it. I could see. But yeah, that's a that's a cool idea. I could see this game having some serious legs if like. You came back in a few months with maybe another track or two if you had time, you know. I mean, ga- games that have um, updates over a lengthy period of time really get, um, yeah, really get a lot of uh, good, uh, not customer support, um, love, a lot of uh, positivity. I can't even think of the word I'm trying to think of, but. Um, just having a yeah, new- but I get your point that uh, if I can yeah. make some updates, on it, then people might might, might see that it, uh, they might get interesting. Yeah, because what I've noticed is, at least for me, if if I see a game has gotten an update, even if it's a small patch or uh, a new feature, I see that it's been updated in my Steam download list. I'm like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> and then I like, if it's something really exciting, I'll tell people about it. You know, so that's a really good way to keep the um, the momentum, the excitement going. You know, just yeah, FYI. that's actually a, an interesting idea. I am thinking about something, but uh, yeah, I uh, I can't promise anything right now. Of course, of course, I'm but, just throwing out suggestions. Yeah, I, I would love to add some some new tracks. I actually have a few ideas for, for, for new tracks. Oh, goody, goody, goody! Uh, because I do. I love the tracks I've already seen in this game, and I, uh, I, it, I just think this game deserves more love and more, more, more uh, eyes on it that's getting. So hopefully this will help. <laughs> but we do have to start wrapping up because I have a hard stop in five minutes because I'm on my lunch break. 
<laughs> but um, Paul, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on to uh, talk about your game. Uh, You're welcome. Again, folks, it is Orbital Racer. Uh, right now, it's kind of hard to find on Steam as we record this. You got to actually search for it on Google because there's a publishing issue on Steam. But hopefully, that'll be uh, rectified soon. It is. Is it fourteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine? I think it's fourteen ninety nine. Fourteen. Yeah, that's an amazing price for what you get here. You get a bunch of tracks. You get multiple gameplay modes. Uh, Full on flight school for the simulator mode. Um, it is really yeah, just. You get two different games, actually. Yeah, you basically get two games. You get an arcade space racing game and a full-on Newtonian physics uh, flight simulator racing game, and they are quite different in how they play. Uh, so you basically are getting two games for one, and that's an amazing value. And they, it doesn't have multiplayer, but the, um, the AI is wicked, just absolutely wicked in, uh, in trying to knock you out of the running. Um, so yeah, so just a couple of programming notes real quick before we wrap up this Thursday on the land party, we're going to be trying this, uh, top down multiplayer arena thing called star blast. Uh, the developer was nice enough to send us some keys. So we're going to be nice enough to play it for them. Uh, and, uh, next week on the show, we are uh, going to be talking to the developer of the, uh, bridge simulator starship horizons. Uh, we just lined up that guest yesterday because I've been lazy and getting guests <laughs> over the holidays. So uh, that'll be great. So we have some fun stuff coming up. So um, again, Paul, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us after apparently such a very long day of, of yeah, thank you. S- seven hours of driving and uh, a move. You're in the middle of a move. That's crazy. But um, But I hope that works out well for you. Uh, and I really hope that more yeah, people... It's nice being here. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And we really hope, folks, that you check out this game. There is a demo, right? If I'm remembering correctly, there is a demo uh, that you can try out. If I remember... Right? Is uh, there- actually, the, the demo was... Uh, that was a press demo. Oh, that was a press demo. Oh, poop. Uh, maybe that's what you should do. Make like a one-track demo for folks to try out. You know, maybe that... Because people do like demos. You make a demo. Um, yeah, that might be a, a good idea, actually. But at $15, though, these, this game is a steal, folks, for how much fun it is uh, and everything. So please check it out. It's called Orbital Racer. It is on Steam for $15, and it is awesome. It is absolutely one of my favorite games of 2017, and uh, I was totally take, blown away by how great it is. So, uh, th- folks, thank you so much for watching. Paul, thank you for joining us, Hunter, and Spaz, thanks for hanging out. And we'll see you all next time, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.